0: Welcome to Inspiring Health with Dr. Roxana Gabster, President and CEO of WellSpan Health, as she hosts candid conversations about organizational culture, value, and other pressing issues we face in healthcare and business today.
1: On this episode of Inspiring Health, we're discussing some of the innovative ways that we're improving access to care across South Central Pennsylvania. In order to advance our mission of working as one to improve the health of our communities. We have to ensure that receiving care is convenient and easy for our patients and families. I'm joined today by Dr. David Vega, Senior Vice President and Chief Medical Officer at WellSpan Health. Welcome, Dr. Vega.
0: Thanks, Roxana. I'm excited to be here and be part of your podcast series.
1: Well, you've had quite a career journey at WellSpan, David, starting as an emergency medicine resident more than 20 years ago, serving patients in different communities and roles ever since. What are some of the biggest changes that you've seen in healthcare during your tenure?
0: Wow. It's hard to believe it's been almost 21 years since I started here in WellSpan, and I'm just so grateful for the opportunities I've had in this organization over these years. There have been a lot of changes over the years, but I think one of the biggest game changers for healthcare in general has been the increased availability of clinical data and improved analytics, primarily facilitated by the shift to electronic medical records. The past decade or two have seen great advances in our ability to use data both locally and from across the country to benchmark performance, identify some opportunities for improvement, and track and sustain improvement efforts. The quality and breadth of data available to us continues to grow every day, including exciting new frontiers for supporting health and wellness, such as our work to use genomic information to provide better insights to individual patients' risk of certain health conditions. The shift to electronic medical record platforms also revolutionized access to medical information for both patients and providers. Now, I have to admit that I didn't start as the biggest fan of EMRs many years ago, having trained and started in my emergency medicine career using paper charts and dictation. But the ability to easily access current and historical information changed everything for me. Not everyone remembers having to wait for printed x-rays or sheets of paper with lab result printouts. In a place like the emergency department, though, there are times when seconds matter and EMRs quickly prove their worth. You know, EMRs also created incredible new transparency for healthcare consumers. And not only do patients have access to their health information, we also have new ways of connecting with patients to support personalized, preventive care, and provide health education. And of course, MyWellSpan is leading the way with over 700,000 people signed up with MyWellSpan, our electronic patient portal. One of the other biggest shifts in healthcare is a growing realization that the healthcare models of the past are not sufficient for the future. Healthcare costs in the U.S. continue to rise at an unsustainable rate, requiring that we really rethink our models of care. In recent years, we've also increasingly recognized and acknowledged that social determinants of health influence healthcare access, adherence, and outcomes. In 2007, the IHI introduced the concept of the triple aim for improving health care, suggesting the need to focus on improving the experience of care, improving the health of populations, and reducing the cost of care. Recent years have seen this described as the quadruple aim, recognizing the critical importance of care team wellness. Our attention to each of the, these areas is as important as ever.
1: Yeah, those are really good points, David. The the transformation and changes that we've seen in the last fifteen years in healthcare is is really incredible. And in, until we think back on it, we don't really realize everything that is so different now. I also was in the era of paper charts, so I really remember how how well we liked those paper charts and we thought we had everything at our fingertips. But in reality, uh, what we can get now out of the electronic medical record is so much more helpful. So in the past 18 months, though, uh, since the pandemic, we've seen a decline in patients that have been coming in for routine and preventive care, things like vaccines and screenings. This is happening with different populations in pockets across our region. What do you think is driving the hesitancy to receive care?
0: Well, prior to the pandemic, only about 8% of adults in the U.S. Uh, received all appropriate preventive care, according to a study from the HRQ or the Agency for Healthcare Research and Quality. The COVID-19 pandemic impacted this even more. And although many missed preventive care appointments and screenings from early in the pandemic were made up later, there was still a net decline. We also know healthcare can be hard and many of our community members struggle with things like transportation, access to the right services, and navigating a complex healthcare system. It's our job to make healthcare easier for consumers by rethinking where, when, and how we provide services and do it at a lower cost.
1: Yes, it is concerning. When patients miss preventative care appointments and screenings, it can increase the risk of not finding a health condition early when it can be treated in a better fashion. So I'm I'm just wondering about your thoughts on more favorable outcomes and treating things earlier.
0: Well, a a study from the American Association for Cancer Research estimated that 10 million cancer screenings were missed during the early months of the COVID-19 pandemic. Throughout the end of 2020, their data showed an 11% increase nationally in patients diagnosed with inoperable or metastatic cancer compared to the same period in 2019. Delays in cancer screening may have led to an increase in late stage cancer diagnosis, which can be harder to treat and carry a worse outcome for patients. Now, while that study focused on cancer screenings, preventive care visits also help diagnose and manage numerous other health conditions, lowering the risk of serious events like heart attacks and strokes. Many chronic diseases are preventable, and about 38% of all deaths in the United States can be attributed to four health behaviors, smoking, unhealthy diets, limited physical activity, and substance use disorders. Preventive care interventions aimed at these behaviors in particular can reduce growth in disease burden and its associated costs.
1: Thank you, David. You know, WellSpan's been successful in providing high-quality care and building relationships with our communities our patients and our families, but we know that there's new disruptors in the industry and that healthcare is continuing to evolve. So to be a leader, we need to continue reimagining care delivery. What are some of your observations from a patient perspective on what do you think consumers and patients want and expect from us?
0: Well, healthcare consumers today want convenience and easy, quick access to care. According to a study from the Deloitte Center for Health Solutions, There's a growing desire to use retail clinics, especially among underserved populations. While only 10% of consumers have used a retail clinic in the past year, many more say they would be likely to, or maybe would, use retail clinics for preventive care or mental health care. To serve the people in our communities the best, we need to offer both in-person and digital healthcare options. Convenience and expectations are defined by each individual consumer. Some patients prefer to interact with healthcare in traditional settings, face to face, with their providers. Others may be looking to connect with a provider online at a time that works better for them. The diversity with which patients seek healthcare requires providers to be available in various formats, times, and locations. And finally, increased consumer awareness and sensitivity to pricing makes affordability an ongoing area of needed attention.
1: David, can you tell me a little bit about some of the initiatives that are underway here at WellSpan to ensure that our patients are able to get care when and where they need it?
0: Sure. We have a lot of really great initiatives to better connect patients to the care they need, and I'll just highlight a few of them here. One great example is our mobile mammography coach. Breast cancer screening is so important for women. Having regular mammograms lowers the risk of dying from breast cancer. In WellSpan, we've significantly increased our mammography rates over the past few years, and we've reduced disparities in those rates across different races and ethnicities. The ability to bring convenient mammography access directly into our communities via our mobile mammography coach was a key part of the success. I'm also really excited about our primary care service lines work to reimagine the care teams surrounding patients in our communities and the ways in which we connect with them. We envision a multi-channel integrated primary care framework which provides meaningful connections between our teams and the patients and communities we serve in both traditional and innovative models that get people to the right care in the right way at the right time. This means expanding beyond our traditional care team roles and thinking how we can use roles such as clinical pharmacists, nutritionists, and community partners in brand new ways to help our patients achieve health and wellness. It also means rethinking how we connect with our patients, creating more options for virtual and digital connections and using technology to support our patients in new ways, like the way we're using our remote patient monitoring to help improve blood pressure control. Another example is our recently started restorative pain program, which is a unique multidisciplinary approach to chronic pain management. This program provides access to multiple parts of our health and wellness teams in a single setting in the same day, and has been shown to be significantly better than our traditional model of accessing different parts of the care team separately. We also have some really great work underway to bring small, efficient hospitals called micro hospitals into some of our communities, reducing barriers to emergency and inpatient care. And at the same time, we're working with our existing hospitals on important length of stay and throughput work, creating an improved experience for patients and also reducing the burden on our care teams to help ensure we continue to have capacity for the growing needs of our communities.
1: Wow, that's a lot, David. That's that's really exciting work. I'm wondering about one of the strategies that you mentioned, which is the concept of bringing hospitals into neighborhoods who currently have barriers to receiving care. What are micro hospitals?
0: Micro hospitals are fully licensed community-based hospitals that are open 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and offer a wide range of medical services in a small neighborhood setting. These hospitals have emergency departments and also about 10 beds where patients can be observed or admitted for a short stay. They also have lab services, imaging, pharmacy services, and much more on-site, similar to our larger, more traditional hospitals.
1: Well, that certainly sounds like a great way to provide convenient local access to healthcare services. How does WellSpan plan on bringing this concept to market?
0: Well, WellSpan is partnering with Ameris, the nation's first and largest operator of neighborhood hospitals, to bring WellSpan-branded facilities to several communities across the region. Ameris has numerous similar partnerships with other healthcare systems, including Baptist Health System, Baylor Scott and White Health, Dignity Health, and Allegheny Health Network here in Pennsylvania. These sites will be operated and staffed by WellSpan and treatment at all sites will be considered in network.
1: Beyond access to care, David, what are some of the other benefits to patients and families?
0: Well, these facilities are designed from the beginning to be able to provide faster, more efficient care to patients and families. They use protocols that ensure the safest and highest quality care, as you would expect in our traditional hospitals, but capitalize on their smaller size and focus to be able to deliver care more efficiently and with an outstanding patient experience. Because these micro-hospitals are fully integrated into our system-wide infrastructure, including the same electronic medical record, patients can be assured that doctors and nurses will have needed patient information from other parts of WellSpan and also be able to communicate easily with the rest of a patient's care providers about their visit to the hospital.
1: It also sounds like a great value proposition for the system by filling gaps in care, being flexible with triaging patients, and creating new touch points throughout our geography. With lower capital and operational costs as well, when and where will the hospital doors be opening?
0: Well, we plan to open two to three locations by the end of next year, with the potential to continue expansion into other communities into the future.
1: Wow. Really incredible work, David. That's going to have a big impact on the communities we serve. What are some of the other things you're looking forward to bringing to life this year?
0: There's a lot to choose from here, but one thing I'm really looking forward to seeing is the continued development of another of our partnerships with Helix, the nation's leading population genomics and viral surveillance company. We're creating a comprehensive population genomics program designed to improve healthcare outcomes by integrating genetic insights into clinical care and research. Very soon, patients who are interested can have a DNA sample collected to generate genomic data Once obtained, with their consent, the results from their sample will be integrated right into our electronic record, providing them and their physicians valuable insights into their personal health. I'm also looking forward to seeing continued development of our collaboration with Johns Hopkins in improving cancer care in our regions. With the complex nature of some cancers, it's sometimes necessary to solicit input from academic institutions. With our patients coming from a broad region of Pennsylvania and Maryland, some of our patients have a particular hardship when it comes to accessing that care. Very soon, we will have a platform for a patient-facing telehealth, both within our system and with our academic partners, allowing patients to get expert-level input on their cancer care in a way that's convenient and timely. I'm also thrilled that we are expanding in our academic mission with work moving forward to establish a family medicine residency program in Chambersburg, a psychiatry residency, and a cardiology fellowship program, supporting improved access to care in each of these areas, and also developing more of the physicians of tomorrow right here in WellSpan. We know there are great behavioral health needs in our communities, and I'm excited for the expansion of bed capacity at York Hospital in Philhaven, Mount Gretna, as well as expansion of crisis services to help reduce visits to the ED for those in crisis. I'm also glad that we'll be increasing our psychiatric services in the ED to decrease wait times for psychiatric patients. And finally, we've had such great success with our annual goals around blood pressure control, breast cancer screening, and colorectal cancer screening. Both improving our overall rates and also reducing disparities. Now I'm really looking forward to our teams expanding the focus to include innovation around kidney health and diabetes, where I know we can have a dramatic impact in improving health and
1: wellness. David, that's an incredible amount of work. You must be so proud of the teams that are doing all of this, really in service to our communities and to improving health. I want to thank you for contributing to reimagining care delivery so we can be a trusted partner for our communities and make sure that the health and well-being of our friends and neighbors throughout the region is our complete and primary focus. That's all the time we have for today. We hope you'll join us for the next episode of Inspiring Health.